Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Sound Heart Radio. Uh, this morning, I want to continue my discussion on false teachers. Uh, the Bible calls them pseudo-didascaloi, false teachers in the New Testament. And false prophets are called pseudo-prophetai. And so both are abhorrent to God and his word. Now, I'm specifically motivated to do this show because of the recent revelations of an individual who specialized in apologetics. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we have become privy to the scandalous nature of this individual's life. Now, I'm sure that there will be those who seek to glean uh, from this incident wisdom, and others will seek an opportunity, a redemptive opportunity, that is, uh, about what this person's life represented. And so that's fine. And I'm not here uh, to pass judgment on this individual who is now gone, he is he is dead. The this the secret scandals that were in his life have now been revealed. At least many of them are, are coming to be well known. And <clears throat> I want to take this opportunity to speak specifically to believers. And please understand that God has, God's word has specifically told us that we are to be occupied with the person of Christ. We have a conjoint relationship with the person of Jesus Christ, who was holy, harmless, undefiled and separate from sinners. And I should say who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separated from sinners. He is the Lord of glory. He is our Lord. He gave his life on our behalf. The bill, the handwritten bill that was against us, that condemned us to die, Jesus took that on. And so our sin were imputed to Jesus while he hung on that Roman gibbet. And so therefore, you and I, because of his resurrection, have been imputed, on the other hand, with the righteousness of Christ. 
we have been imputed, or God has reckoned to our account the rightness of the person of Jesus Christ. And please understand, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, excuse me, God looks at concrete actions, concrete actions, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And I'm stressing that because uh, there is a species of Western uh, thinking or Western theology that talks about, that speaks about, uh, that proclaims the uh, intellectual defense of the faith. Now, you will find in the, in the New Testament that neither uh, the Lord Jesus Christ from the gospel, the gospel documents, neither Peter nor Paul nor John who wrote the gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the Revelation, nor Jude, speaks about or promulgates, or even in the book of James, promulgates an intellectual defense of the faith. You know why? Because now Jesus said, in this world you will be in tight places, or in this world you will have tribulation. You will be in tight. Peter spoke to the diaspora of believers. And Peter talked about, spoke about their suffering. He addressed suffering believers with hope. Paul, in the uh, the 13 documents that he uh, committed to the, that he wrote for the New Testament canon, uh, never talks about a mere intellectual defense defense of the faith. Uh, Paul talks about the stripes that he suffered in his body for the person of Jesus. James writes that whosoever is a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Jude speaks of, of, of false teachers and what they and, and their subversive presence in the body of Christ. Please read Jude. And, and please read for second and third John. Read the Gospel of John, which was written on believers. First John, second and third John was written for believers. The Revelation, the uh, the Apocalypse, was written. It is the unveiling of Jesus Christ. It was written to and for believers under pressure from Roman uh, authority. John himself was on the prison isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea because of his faith in Jesus Christ. Thomas took the gospel as far as India, and we believe he lost his life in India. Paul brought the gospel into Europe. And when you read uh, 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about his sufferings for the faith. Now, these people who write these books about apologetics and focus on uh, how this relates or how believers can intellectually defend the faith, God, Jesus Christ, never told believers that that there is a mandate 
for an intellectual defense of the faith. You will never find that in the Word of God. And for believers, let me read from Jeremiah 17. This is Jeremiah 17, uh, 9. Jeremiah 17, 9. Quote, the heart, the lev, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Now, in Hebrew, it means the word deceitful means it is sickly, incurable, beyond cure. If you read the book of Jeremiah, you will understand why this language is used in beyond cure. Who can understand it? Verse 10, quote, I, the Lord, or uh, search the heart, that is, explore or probe the heart and examine the mind. We have mind. <clears throat> that is a Western term. It literally reads, examine or test the kidney. Believers live in, we and the West live in a culture that uh, believes in abstractions. And so people are led astray by abstractions. The way we are hypnotized, or some believers have been hypnotized by, by abstractions. But in the Hebrew, it reads, uh, the word mind is not there. It is the word kidney <coughs> or kilava. It means the inmost being, the seat of thought and emotion of the inner person. I, the Lord, or I, Yahweh. So God tests the kidney. God tests the heart of the individual. If we are led astray by mere intellectual abstraction or what a person has written in books because it, 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 we feel that it meets something that we are lacking in the faith, please read the book of Romans because in Romans chapter 1, Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. In Romans 1, Paul gives a summary of what the world is like. He says that that unright, uh, men hold down the knowledge of God in unrighteousness. They suppress, they hold back. Uh, and so understand that Paul had it was well tutored in Roman culture, in Greek culture. He uh, was a scholar in Judaism. And so, therefore, he knew culture. He knew, and in Rome, and in the First Corinthians, he says, "Look, I'm not going to talk to you in such a way as so that your that your faith will rest uh, on mere human understanding." That is, Paul did not style himself uh, as an apologist. He did not want. The faith of believers to rest in the wisdom of man, and so this is uh, so it's already uh, given to us in the Word of God. This is what Paul writes in First Corinthians chapter two. Uh, this is First Corinthians two one quote. 
And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God, unquote. This is very important for believers to understand because this man who specialized in this area called apologetics, that is, providing an intellectual defense of the faith, this man, he did some heinous deeds. And so uh, his very life was a lie. He lived a lie. In the Bible, message and messenger are one. And this is why in the Old Testament, the prophets use what we call the, uh, the messenger formula. That is, uh, thus saith the Lord. And we do not see a departure from the messenger formula in the speech of the apostles when they proclaimed the euangelion, that is, the gospel of Christ. Paul wrote, verse, this is 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and, uh, quote, and my speech was and preaching not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, unquote. I want believers to really understand that we must be like the noble Bereans who searched the scriptures. And Jesus said himself, by their fruit you shall know them. Men who live lives that are schizophrenic will seek to keep that lie hid so they can continue to abuse. But God says that there is nothing hid that will not be revealed. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. I pray for the saints who have been abused in their faith by this individual. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.